morning, Tabernacle of Praise. Morning. Good morning, saints of the living God. Morning. It's always good to be in God's house on his holy day. We want to welcome everyone to the Tabernacle of Praise, where we're celebrating, where we're appreciating, where we're loving on a holy God this morning. So we're going to ask everyone to please stand as we sing the opening song, Sabbath Rest. Father God, this is your time. We are your people, Lord. We invite the presence of the Holy Spirit into this place right now, Father. We pray that you will bless the worshipers today. Don't let us escape you, Father. We pray that you will lift every heart, break every chain today, Lord. Bind the enemy and loose the Holy Spirit in this place that we would see Jesus on today. We thank you in your holy name. We ask it. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The song says, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we're going to shout the victory. But I'm so glad you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to shout. You can shout right now because the Bible says make a joyful shout. Unto the Lord, all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And be thankful unto him. And bless his name. I said, for the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. 
Praise ye the Lord this morning. What a mighty God we serve. We want to welcome you to the tabernacle of praise today. I don't know what you came to do this morning, but we are here to praise God because he is truly worthy. On behalf of our pastor, Jonathan B. Fields, and First Lady Melody B. Fields, Melody Fields, we want to extend a warm welcome to you. Those that are visiting with us online, we extend a welcome to you as well. We want you to be an electronic evangelist, share a link, and save a life. And all those that are in the house, I see us all family. I don't see any visitors here. I'm so grateful to have the great and family here again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lakeisha, praise the Lord. We're just so happy for everybody here this morning. We know we worship God in spirit and in truth this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want you to just continue to pray for the Miller family. You know, Brother Miller lost his father, his brother, I'm sorry, his brother last Sabbath. So, Lord, let him go to rest on the rest day, Sabbath. Amen. And he put him, uh, he funeralized him on yesterday. So, want to continue to lift that family up. And how many of you had an opportunity to uh, tune in on Wednesday night's Power Hour, Central States Power Hour? Well, every hand should have been up because we all had a chance. Amen. I don't know how many of you took advantage of it, but I tell you what, thank God that it was recorded. And, folks, I'm still on fire from that power hour last Wednesday. You all need to check check that brother out. It's a powerful message. And we just want to just encourage you on this, this Wednesday. I want you to tune in to our regular service online, amen, on our prayer line on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. And you can always invite someone to join us in power hour because they say more power, more prayer, more power. Amen. We need power today to make it from day to day. It's just by the grace of God that we make it from week to week. Don't take it for granted that you're going to be here next week. Amen. We need to be thankful to God. On September 16th, I'm sure our, um, our worship leaders, our um, Sister Lakita and Brother Carol, stewardship leaders are going to tell us about our spiritual gift assessment test. I don't know if I should even call it a test. Just an assessment to discover your spiritual gift. Some of you don't, may not even know what your spiritual gift is, but on September uh, the 16th, uh, we're going to have that, that gift assessment. And today, those that want to be involved in the homeless ministry, we're going to be going out today after church. Those that's going to be on that team, we even have a little, a little snack for you. I didn't say a full, a full meal, just a sandwich and some, and some chips and some drink, amen? amen? Because when you're going out on the battlefield, you can't be all full and tired and sleepy. You got to be ready when you're going behind enemy lines. But I tell you, folks, it's a blessing to go out and be God's hands and be God's heart, amen? God could have finished this work by himself, but he says he invites us to be co-laborers. He said, if you've done it unto the least of them, my brothers, it is though you have done it unto me. So we invite you, if you feel uh, impressed, uh, to go out with us this afternoon. Are there anybody celebrating a birthday today? Now, you know, we sing happy birthday almost every week. But <laughs> it's, it's, if it's your birthday today, we want to recognize you. If not, Brother Kwame... Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother, little singing. 
Continue in our worship. Amen. And Elaine's birthday was yesterday.
what you do for Jesus Christ. There are some other people out there who can sing, and if you're online and that's you, we're asking you not to watch us grow. We ask you to come and grow with us. You know, God is, is pleased when his people come together and blend their gifts for his glory, Amen. that somebody somewhere will be strengthened and they will know that God is available. Are you listening? Amen. And that's what we're about to do right now as we go into our season of prayer. We want God to hear us but we want to receive the benefits of us praying to him. What do you say? Amen. The benefits may for some be just a closer walk with God. Some need physical health and some need financial stability and some need this and some need that. And we know that God is able to provide all of it. What do you say? So if you activate your faith at this moment, if you bring your cares to him as he asks you to do, then expect a blessing. Expect something fulfilling in your life because God doesn't lie and the devil is the one that lies. He wants you to believe and think that God even hear you, but he's not going to answer. But he is a lie and the truth is not in him because we are God's children. And if we are God's children, God is a royal king and he wants us to live royally like he does. There's no way that you allow your kids to live worse than you. So God is not going to allow us to live worse than he. God is a king. And the Bible tells us that for those who love him, for those who love him, he will shower us with his glory. What do you say? Come on to the altar with me. We're not going to be long. Let us pray. I'm expecting the Lord to do some marvelous things. Amen. 
Spirit of the living God. You commanded us and you touched us this morning to come into your house of worship. Right now, God, we take this moment just to say thank you. Many times we come to your throne and ask you for all sorts of things that you know that we need it and we believe that you will provide it because you promise you will supply all of our needs. But before we even ask for anything, we want to say thank you for what you already have done. Thank you for allowing us to embrace your son Jesus who has taken our sins and cast them away. For that reason we say thank you. We will believe in the power of God the Holy Spirit who has given us gift to be used by your glory we ask that you will continue to educate us in the school of Christ. For that reason, God, we say thank you. We don't even see danger sometimes and we believe that you dispatch angels to protect us. For that reason, God, we say thank you. Every day we wake up, we have food in our refrigerators and we prepare it on our tables and we partake. For that reason, God, we say thank you. Every day we wake up and after we eat, Lord, we brush our teeth and we prepare ourselves and we look in our closet and there is clothing on our backs. For that reason, we say thank you. We get in our cars and go to divers destinations on this earth and you protect us along the way and in our journey for just 24 hours you said and you do keep your word by saying that you won't leave us nor forsake us for that we say thank you Jesus Christ son of the living God because of who you are and because you are interceding now on our behalf in the most holy place known to man, in the most holy place in heaven. Because you are our mediator and our high priest, we're able to come to you where you can interpret man-made languages to your father and you guys can work out all of our issues and our challenges and our problems and our cares and all the things that concerns us. For that reason, thank you. Lord, I pray for all of our children right now. I pray that you look down on Andre and Karen's two boys and their grandkids. I pray that you look down on Carmeline and Teresa's sons right now. I'm asking you to 
look down on Joy Propula's son and I ask you to look down on Alvina's son. I ask you to look down on Jan Gray's two sons and I ask you to look down on my two sons and there are more black men out there that need you and I ask that you go to them and remind them that they are loved by you because this country do not love our black boys. But I ask you, oh God, to show them the way. Interrupt their lives. Do whatever that needs to be done, whatever necessary to save their lives. They may not like it, but God allow them to acknowledge it. Because without you, oh God, they're going to be lost. Now me as a servant of yours, I'm asking you just not to just to hear my prayer. But allow it to be fulfilled because heaven is trying to build its kingdom. And we want them to be a part of it. Now many have come, Lord, for all kinds of reasons. There's health challenges everywhere. So I'm praying that you remember Teresa, remember Elaine, remember Elder Atatutu, remember Elder Wellington, remember Elder Harris, remember Pastor Jonathan B. Field, remember the McCray family and others, oh God, who are striving to do the will of God. I'm begging you, I'm crying out, pleading for them that you will do the impossible doctors don't know what to do they even give us false information lying to us for us to feel good but God I believe that the power that you have can make us feel even better because of truth in your loving tender care for our lives now God I pray Remember us in our finances. We need silver and gold to do ministry. It costs. And even your church, this building, Lord, needs your divine intervention and give the treasures from your storehouse that we can do greater things here. And that this community can see that we are favorable with you and that we are here to help them. We dare, we dare not to ask you for the finances to be selfish. We're asking so we can help you build your kingdom. Now, Lord, you have heard us. We ask that the miracles happen for us in our, in our health. We ask that the miracles happen in our finances. But the most greatest miracles we're going to ask right now is for us and our families to be saved. It don't profit us nothing to gain the whole world but lose out on heaven. So now, Spirit of the living God, take our words. Look beyond our faults and see our needs. Grant us your peace. Now let the joy of the Lord fill this place. So we will continue to worship you in spirit and truth. And as a result, you will get the glory and we can receive the benefits. This is our prayer in the mighty, awesome name of Jesus. 
Let the church say amen and amen. Good morning, church family. Now is a time where everyone can participate. Stewardship time. And I say where everyone can participate because God has given each one of us 24 hours in a day to serve him. Amen. He's given us talent. Everybody has a talent. So you can never be like the little drummer boy and say, I have no gift to bring. Because everybody has a gift to bring to God. He's given us these beautiful temples, our bodies to serve him with. And he's blessed every one of us with treasure or income or a job or some kind of way to sustain yourself and to contribute to his glory. So this is what we call every member evangelism. That includes every one of us. That's you, 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 you. Every one of us has been given time, talent, temple, and treasure to serve the Lord. And there's never an there's never a project or a program or an event that we don't want everyone involved in. Nobody's excluded. All member, every member evangelism. So what we have coming up September 16th is our spiritual gifts inventory. So if you happen to be one who doesn't realize what gift you have or what talent God has given you or what ability you can use to serve the Lord, Make sure that you stay after church on September 16th. We have some refreshments, and we'll go through the spiritual gift inventories. Just uh, probably 20 or 30 questions. They're just real quick questions where you answer one, I don't have this talent, or five, I'm really good at this talent. And then we'll tally that up. And it's so accurate in pointing out what your specific gift is. You don't have to worry about what this person's gift is or what my gift is or somebody else's. We want to pinpoint your gift because we want you to use that gift to glorify God. You know, the church is called the body of Christ. Do you know why? Because Christ is the head of the church. Each one of us are his hands, his feet, his fingers, his elbow, his stomach, his lungs. All these other parts of the body that work together in a unified effort to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So we want to find out, are you a hand or are you a foot? Are you a heart or are you the lungs? Are you the stomach or are you the intestines? And you know the thing about it, no one part of the body is more important than the other. They all work together for one cause, and that's to glorify God. So stay by on the 16th for that. Then also we have, I want you to remember, and December 16th is our Thank You Lord Christmas concert. It's not too far away. You know, Lakita starts planning for Christmas in June or somewhere. <laughs> May or June, she's already thinking about Christmas. So we don't want to think we're too early to remind you, start setting aside a special thank you offering that you can turn in on that day. So remember that. Also, October 28th, what day did I say? October 28th. 
28th and 29th. On the 28th, it's our Suicide Prevention Conference. And a lot of times, we don't want to talk about suicide. We don't want to talk about death. But those are two things that happen in life, right? So we want to give you some techniques and some methods to help prevent suicide. If you know just one technique that saves a life, you have really been a blessing to someone's whole entire family. Their whole family will be blessed by something that maybe you shared with them. So come on out and learn some techniques and some uh, methods for that. And then the 29th is a special fasting and prayer service, and that will be online. So look out there on Eventbrite. How many of you have ever used Eventbrite? Get out there, Eventbrite, E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com, and sign up for that conference to come in person. And then there's also the way that you can sign up to be online. So remember those items, 16th of September, 28th of October, 16th of December. All members, so we want everybody to participate. Amen. Amen. Would our deacons come forward to lift the morning's tithe and offering? Also another area where we want everyone to participate. We don't all have to put in the same, but we want to be faithful to God no matter what the amount is. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for blessing us with the privilege and opportunity to return unto you that which you have first returned and given to us. We pray that we'll continue to be faithful and honest in not only tithe and offering, but in our time, talent, and temple as well. Bless this offering that is given, that which has been turned in online as well, to be used for a worthy purpose of spreading the gospel message to all the world in this generation. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen. And you can also give online at Dollar T.O.P. Giving, as well as mail it to Tabernacle Praise, 1721 Parker Road. Amen.
I'm going to need you all to pray for me. This morning, I'm having a hard time. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. My niece was in an accident not too very long ago. And she called me on the phone. And I'm supposed to be that strong aunt. Teresa, as soon as I saw her, I just started crying. And I see her here this weekend. Home from school. Thank you, Lord. Her mom. Thank you, Lord. And her dad is here in the house. Praising God. God is making a new move in his life. And he has decided this morning that he wants to praise God. So don't feel sorry for me this morning. I just can't get it together, but pray for me. I usually can sing under any circumstance, so I know I'm getting old, y'all. But pray for me. Because you don't know my story. Y'all, I miss my sister being in this house with me. So y'all got to pray for me this morning. Y'all got to help me get through today. Pray for me. I'm going to get it together in a minute.
certain way up in this place right about now. The choir could not have picked a better selection. I don't know about you. I didn't come to entertain you. My worship is for real. Just like I don't know what you've been through, you don't know what I've been through. But together we are pressed through it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we come together, our worship should be so genuine because we have seen what God has done. 
guys didn't want me to preach today. You guys wanted me to just worship with you, right? You, you can't select a song like that. Not for me, and don't think I ain't going to get into this thing. Because I listened to the lyrics of the song, and it's just very fitting for my lifestyle. This ain't something that you just see because I come to church and I'm in a sanctuary with you. My family would testify when I'm at home. I give God the best of my worship because you know why? I don't know when it may be my last time. That's why I give God the very best when I pray. I give God the very best when I preach. I give the God the very best when I wake up to live 24 more hours. Because God deserves that. I remember a time when we had an elders meeting several years ago. And i never forget this. And this is why I give God my best. We was contemplating who was going to speak and... Nobody had any ideas, and Elder Harris called an elder from Northside, an elderly gentleman who hadn't preached in a while, and he consented to come to our church and preach the word of God. And we was blessed by the message. But what we didn't know is two weeks later, he died. So since I don't know when it's going to be my last sermon, my last prayer, my last hallelujah, my last thank you, Jesus. My worship on me for real, and I'm going to give God my very best. That may be one of my next sermons. Maybe your last time. This thing is real. We're not up here to entertain you for those who are watching at home. God is in the saving business. And he's trying to build his kingdom and he's waiting on you to make a choice. Okay. Y'all ready? I guarantee you I'm not going to be long. Now y'all know I don't preach long, no way. Y'all ready? Okay, it's okay. I'm just in worship mood. It's kind of hard for me to make that transition. I can't do it just right away. I need a few seconds and a few minutes. Because I stay there if I'm allowed to. Okay. Okay. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Ready or not? Here come the Holy Spirit with the message of God today. As a matter of fact, come on and go with me to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew, what chapter? 24. So y'all know this is going to be good, amen? For those who are familiar with the chapter. Matthew chapter 24, and notice what the Bible says in Matthew 24. And we're going to start with verse number 12, and we'll conclude with verse number 14. Stand with me as we read the word of God, as we traditionally do. Three short verses. I read the first, you read the second, and we'll read the last together. Is that cool? 
All right, here we go. Y'all ready? The Bible says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. All together. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then for the rest of this afternoon, I want you just to focus on this title, Why We Preach. You look at verse 14 again, as it's on the screen, while we preach, every head is bowed. Now, God, the Holy Spirit, your hour has come. As I have presented myself as a living sacrifice to be used, now come into this vessels and open our eyes that we may see the glimpses of truth direct from thee. We believe in your hands you hold the marvelous keys. And so unlock all revelations and all mysteries. Now, Spirit of the living God, hold my hand and reveal to your people your holy plan. Now take me now as you would, and I'll continue to praise your name as I should. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Matthew 24. Now, the end of the verse, in verse 14, it says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached into all the world as a witness to all the nations. Then the end shall come. And you ask, well, why this gospel and why did it need to be preached into all the world? And the Bible answer your mental question in verse number 12. So the Bible will answer everything that we have uh, questions for, amen? In verse number 12, it says, because of lawlessness, it's going to abound, it's going to sin, and the love of many going to wax cold. Now, you know in the Bible, in Revelation, God says that, look, I'd rather for you to be hot or cold, but I don't want you to be lukewarm. So, God, we know when it's hot, that means we on fire for the Lord. we rather do everything. And that message, the preacher, is going to be so on fire for God that the message that he's going to be given. But the Bible says the reason why it needs to take place is because people's hearts going to wax cold. Meaning the opposite of being in love with God. Now, if they're not in love with God, then who are they in love with? This is why we preach. 
so you can get hell up out of you. I got a sermon that's coming that says, I don't want people to think I'm doing it the wrong way, God. But I have a new sermon that's being prepared saying, let me preach the hell out of you. Because some people have so much stuff in them that it's not like Christ. And here it is, uh, here we are, and people, and I gotta, I gotta speak correct grammar, my wife will tell me about it when I get home. But I'm still gonna say it the way I'm gonna say it, amen? She can do that anyway. So, the Bible tells us that lawlessness is gonna come about People mindset, their hearts going to not even stay in love with God and not staying only in love with God, but they're going to even stay in love with each other. Do you guys see that in, in today's society? Understand something. The world cannot develop a concrete, unmovable, unwavering faith in Jesus without the gospel. As a matter of fact, Jesus is the gospel. The gospel means good news. So if you ain't talking about Jesus, you're talking about all kinds of other things other than Jesus, it can't be good news. But the Bible tells us this. In verse 14 in Matthew 24, it tells us that the world will not end it cannot end until the gospel is finished preached. Y'all go get this in a minute. The gospel of the kingdom of God, it will be preached into all the world for one reason, for a witness that number one, your life better start being adjusted a witness that God is with us and you know what my life used to be? You know I used to do this and that and now I'm standing as a witness that God can change and transform if you want him to. The world ain't coming to an end to this gospel be preached. So I'm going to give you a couple of texts and we're going to get up out of here, all right? Is that okay? I told you I'm going to be long. It don't take me that long. Y'all got the Holy Spirit. Here, look at Romans chapter 10. Notice what the Bible says in Romans chapter 10. And we're going to read all of this stuff together. Romans what chapter? And notice what it says in verse number 13. It says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Next verse. It says, well, how then shall they call on him? in whom they have not believed. Now guess, now check this out. Let me pause right there for a minute. Now the first verse just says, whoever call on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. As a matter of fact, Matthew, in Matthew 24, it says that look, those who endure to the end shall be saved. So what is God saying? He said, there are gonna come a time that you gonna need him. And God promised if you call on me, even though that you're going through some troubled time, 
Y'all got to look up that other sermon in the archive. There's good news and troubled times. I'm telling you, man, God has a plan, and he's not going to allow us to perish because God promised us that none should perish that love him and who accept his son, Jesus Christ. He said he will get us to the kingdom, amen, but let us keep going. And it says this, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And, and how should they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. And how should they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, I, I can just, oh man, okay, God. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who brings glad tidings and good things. Boy, y'all finna love this and I'm finna get out y'all way. Number one, God says, look, the world ain't coming to an end until a gospel will be preached so somebody can be saving God's kingdom. Now, God's saying, now who's gonna do all this? He said, now these people don't believe and they don't even have even heard of God, you know, like we have. Amen? So God's saying, now look, for them to hear, for them to understand and to know and to experience me, I gotta use a willing vessel. Now how is that willing vessel is to preach and to teach the world about what God wants them to know if God don't send them no? So therefore God is trying to let me know and, and let us recognize there are some false preachers and some false teachers and some false prophets that God is not using. But if you are not in your word you are going to be deceived. See, God ain't about deceiving nobody. He's trying to save folks. You got these old so-called TV evangelists talking all this trash. And then they use philosophy in their messages, reading Sigmund Freud books and all these self-help books. And then they blend in the gospel. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And they're going to pay a price for that. This is why we preach. Because we know that the devil is a liar. And just like God has ministers set up, so does the devil. And you better be able to uh, determine which is which. And if you don't read your word, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, those false prophets will deceive you. Romans says, for whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anybody want to call on him right now? Yeah. I want to be saved. Yeah. Now get this. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, God has given spiritual gifts to the church, unto men, but understand this. But if love isn't the motivation for it to be used, your gift to be used, it profits you nothing. Oh, let me look in the camera and say that. Preach us. If love isn't the real true reason why you doing ministry to help God build his kingdom, it profits you nothing. told it to them now let me get back to you guys the preaching gift the preaching gift 
It was given to the true prophets to strengthen the relationship between God and, believe, and those who believe in him. But also that same gift, the preaching gift, it was also used to, and he was given to the apostles who was led by the spirit of God to bring the good news to non-believers for repentance. We're talking about the preaching gift. Now, let me talk to the preachers one more time. One special assignment through preaching is this. The special assignment God has given us as ministers of the gospel through preaching is to supply hope. Hope. H-O-P-E. It's an acronym. The acronym for hope means that on the screen. To help other people endure. Remember the Bible says for those who endure in the last days shall be saved. So our ministry, brothers of the gospel, is to be preached, giving them what? Hope. Helping other people endure until Jesus come. Is that right? Do you guys agree? Amen. Because if you disagree, then I have to put the word on you. Amen. So here it is. Now through the crises and bereavements and through worries and doubts and through trials and tribulation, through doubt and financial stress, hope is the power pack that is needed. Hope is the power pack that is needed. And this is why we preach. That God ministers are ready to equip you through power. And let me give you this other acronym. They're gonna, we're going to equip you through what? Power. Through what? Power. Somebody need to say it a little louder. And what is power? It means for us to be equipping you through prayer. We're going to equip you through outreach. We're going to equip you through worship and to give you a everlasting relationship with God. And I know it says something different up there. I ain't trying to say everything. I'm just trying to say what God says. A everlasting relationship. Not just something on the surface. Not just something in the sanctuary. Not just something on Sabbath. But an everlasting relationship with God. So we are equipped to give you this power. Through prayer, through outreach, through worship for an everlasting relationship with your creator. Y'all get that? Does that make sense? All right, let's move on. Remember, for the believers, preaching helped them to endure to the end. That's what the Bible says. For the non-believers, it is used for conviction and conversion to be transformed through the school of Christ. Amen? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Can y'all believe I'm almost done? I, I can't believe it either. Okay, here we go. But can, can I tell you what? Can I make this personal for a hot second? Can I make it real personal so y'all can understand what I went through? Why I be screaming and shouting and acting a clown in Christ? You know, I'm in the circles of God. I just got to be a clown for Jesus. Amen. Now, get this. I'm going to make this thing personal. A year ago, 
And, and this, oh, this has been all through my life, but God just wanted me to say it so I can give you some recent current event. Oh, about a year ago, I was at work on my lunch break. I went to my car to eat. And these guys were smoking, and I'm like, man, I can't be around this. It was giving me a contact, getting a headache. So I drove my car around the building and parked somewhere else. You know what I mean? You want to get away from it. When it was time for me to go back to work and clocked in, I said, okay, let me go park my car back just in case I'm in somebody's spot and I'm the only black person that's in the whole company. So I go and park my car back around the building. And when I got in my parking spot, for some strange reason, the devil hit the gas pedal. And I zoomed right across the little small grass field and ran right into the concrete building. Not only did I run into the concrete building, it bounced off and hit a tree. And then after the tree, it hit another car. And I'm like, what? What just happened? And after that, I said, the devil tried to kill me. Knowing I got a beautiful wife that I want to see and two boys I'm trying to raise. Trying to serve the Lord in the church. I said, he never no try to kill me. Listen to this. So I'm making it personal. After that episode, I gave God my word. I said, man, you just did something phenomenal. That's a miracle. Some people won't believe that, but it's a miracle. As a matter of fact, the evidence is still on the building. Ask my wife. She's seen it. The evidence is still on that building. I said, okay, God. So brothers and sisters, I don't preach about myself to become popular or to gain a reputation. I don't preach for myself to receive silver and golds out of it. But this one thing I certainly do do, I preach to myself because I want to have a pure heart. So when the saints go marching in, I want to see the saints, and I'm going to be a part of it. I don't know if you put yourself in it. But I want to be there when the saints march you on in. I don't want to be with the ants who are going to get burned up. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Notice what the Bible says. The Bible tells the chosen one. It says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, extort with all long suffering and pre. Now, let me read this into you another translation. It says like this. It says it's like this in the NLT. It says, preach the word. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teachings. The Bible says, for there is going to come a time. Come on, go to the next screen. For there will come a time 
when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves teachers. Look at this. Let me, read, let me show. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to fable. Let me break that down in another version. It says that for the time is coming. That time is not coming. That time is here. The time is going to be coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and they will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and they'll chase at the midst. This is why we preach. Because we know what the scripture says and the devil is trying to deceive folks. This is why I preach. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to only speak for myself. I told you I'm going to make it personal. Two more texts and we're going to get out of here. Just two more. Two more. I got a lot of time. It's only 12.15 while y'all playing. Got two more texts. All right? All right, all right. Here we go. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians what chapter? And look at verse number 5. Here it is. This is why we, cool, I'm going to let the scripture say this. We do not preach ourselves. I'm going to say that again. That means we ain't preaching our denomination. We're not preaching some stuff that's going to fool you, trick you, deceive you for you to be lost thinking that you're getting something that God supposed to be, want you to have. We're not doing that to you. We don't preach of ourselves. But <laughs> Christ Jesus. If anybody is not preaching Jesus Christ, you need to get up and leave. Turn them off the radio. Get them off your TV. But Jesus Christ, the Lord, and ourselves, your bond saving for Christ's sake. We don't, uh, we do not teach and preach for ourselves to gain reputation, to gain access, you know, and money and this kind of foolishness that's going to burn when Jesus comes anyway. But we want to preach you the truth about Jesus Christ who is able to keep you from falling and one day will present you faultless before the glory of the presence of his father. And he's going to say to the wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. This is why we preach. All right, one more. One more and we out here. Y'all ready for me to sit down? Oh, I'm ready to sit down. Amen. Well, here we go. Here we are. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Come on. Verse 17. It says, For Christ did not send me to, to baptize. Come on. I'm going to get this. Y'all going to get this one. He didn't send me to baptize. But to what? Preach the gospel. 
not with wisdoms of words. Now, I mean, that means philosophies and all these uh, self-help books and people think these educational institutions who brainwash people, and I, I don't want to say, now I'm going to say it. Stuff like Catholicism, ooh, have mercy. You know what the Catholic says? They say if you give us your children, by the time they get to be a teenager, we'll have them the way we want them. And I'm just paraphrasing it, but these are in their books. Okay. Lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Let me tell you what this text is saying. Okay, okay, you want to go to the next? That's fine. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But unto us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Stop right there. Let me, let me just give it to you in another translation. Is that okay? Okay, I told you I double two more. It said, for Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news. And not with clever speech, for the fear of the cross of Christ would lose its power. He said, man, look, I'm not going to be teaching anything where the power of, of God's cross will have no effect in people's lives. I'm not going to be giving you these words and stuff that you don't, can't even pronounce or understand, don't know the definition of. How is that going to benefit you? He said, but the message of, of the cross is foolish to those who are headed towards destruction anyway. But we who are being saved, it is the very power of God. Verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleases God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. What that's mean is this. Since God in his wisdom saw that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. That's what that's mean. Does that make sense? Am I doing my job correctly? Y'all feel the power, hallelujah. I got one more text and we're going to be up out of here, okay? But before I get to that text, I got something else to say. Ministers of the gospel, if you know you have been called by God to preach, preach only Jesus and him crucified and rose again and he's coming back and teach the world get ready stay ready because the Redeemer is nigh that's the whole message seriously that's the whole message that's the whole message but before I take my seat, here we go. The last text. In Matthew chapter 28. Matthew what chapter? Y'all know it's a familiar text. Come on, y'all ready? Come on, here it is. In verse 18, and we're going to end it in verse 20. It says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, meaning the disciples. And he says, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. 
Go, therefore, and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all things I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let me read another in a different translation. Here we go, and we're going to call it a quiz, amen, because I know y'all ready to go. And Jesus came and spoke to them and said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and to earth by my Father. Go therefore, now I'm giving you the power. Go therefore, I'm going to say it again. I'm giving you the power. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of my Father and the name of myself, the Son, and the name of the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Ghost. And teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. The things that I trained you to do, Jesus was talking to his disciples. All the stuff that I asked you to do, all the stuff that you witnessed, remember this gospel is supposed to be a witness. So everything that they witness in Christ do, seeing, I mean, opening up the eyes of the blind, raising somebody from the dead, parting seas and making things true and real in their lives. And he said, go and do all these things that you observe me do. So that's God telling us that we have the same power that he's given us the authority that God has. He said, I'm going to give you the same authority and I'm going to give you the same power. So go ye therefore and do all the stuff that I did. And Jesus did more preaching. 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 Y'all get it? Preaching. All, all of us are some form of a minister. Now, you may not have the gift to stand behind a podium, but God has given you a special gift. Everybody got the same gift, unless you can't talk. You can tell somebody what God has done for you, where they can see the Jesus in you make a difference in how they live so what God is trying to do is use you as a minister of the gospel to help him in this thing. The Bible says until the gospel is preached, the world won't come to the end. We're holding Jesus back. He ready to come and because of our laziness. I want to say it that way because I don't want to. He's ready to come back. I'm ready for him to come back. That's why I give God my best. And this is why we preach. So no man would be left behind. So no man will perish. So no man will be doomed like Satan. That no man will be burned up. Where no man will go to hell. Where no man would never see God again. Are you serious? God created us to love us forever in a relationship. God created us to be with him forever in the relationship. That's why God says, look, basically you are my twin. We was made in the image of God and after his likeness. And God said, look, I didn't create you to destroy you. That's because of the condition of your heart and the choices that you're making. 
And now I'm going to use the same identical thing, a human being, to preach that stuff out of you. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm done. But here it is. Here's the appeal. This ain't even written down in the notes. The good news. That's all the gospel means. Good news. God is asking you and me, will you continue to impart good news? God is trying to build up his kingdom. And some people, by their choice, are going to be left out and they won't get there. But it's still our responsibility. So they will have no excuse why they didn't make it. We're going out after church today. Now We're going to do some things with our homeless friends to let them know that Jesus Christ loves them too. And we invite you to come with us because we're going to have a beautiful time. And it's going to be a power moment for somebody. And then we can come back to the church to testify of what God did. Remember, God is trying to build his kingdom. That means the homeless too. Any human being that have breath in their body, God is trying to reach them. And he's asking us to be a willing vessel. To be the preacher. To let them know that two words, if I had it in three words, I would say, God love you. If I had to preach in two words, I would probably say, Jesus saves. If I had to say it in just one word, I would just say, Jesus. Does that make sense? Every head is bowed. God, it has been said, it has been done. I hope that heaven is pleased with my service. Now, God, I'm asking you to strengthen us where we are weak. Empower us, oh God, where I can reach someone else. Help us help you build your kingdom. Give us the anointing and the wisdom from heaven to influence somebody that they are in need of a savior. You did it for us. Now we ask you to do it through us. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Outreach message. Amen. The Sabbath service is the pep rally Amen. to get us fired up to do the service. I know you all thought this was the service, but the service is after this. Amen. Praise the Lord for that message. We have heard the joyful sound that Jesus saves. Amen. Amen. We need to spread that gladness all around that Jesus saves. And as he said, we're going to have that opportunity. Uh, after church, we're going to go downstairs and we're going to prepare the 
the little meals that we're going to pass out, and we're going to eat ourselves. Amen? Amen. It's going to be a wonderful time. At this time, we want you to stand, and if it's your desire to say, Lord, I want to be an instrument of your grace. I might not go out today, but I'm going to use my life as a witness. Amen. We want you to stand with me. Amen. Say, I want to be, Lord, I want to be used for your service today. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for the opportunity, Lord, the invitation that you have given us to be co-laborers with you. You didn't need us, Lord. You could have used the angels, but, Lord, you use humanity, Lord. Lord, we're sinners saved by grace, Lord. We wanna, we're beggars, Lord, telling somebody else where the food is, Lord. We're just thankful, Lord, for this beautiful uh, salvation, Lord, that you have provided for us, Lord. Now, bless us and keep us, Lord. Keep us by your keeping power is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, 